there's not going to be a tornado. It's just a thunderstorm. Everything's going to be okay. Why weren't you answering my calls? Look, I'm sorry. I just... I think it's an EF5. It was an EF5. It's like when two tornadoes come together and they form one giant tornado. Mom, I think something might be wrong. A tree is blocking the door. Can't we just break the door down? That thing is made of solid oak. I can't just punch through it. Doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make any sense? We have neighbors. Someone would have come. They're all dead. Why would you say that? What if it wasn't just a storm? and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the podcast. I'm your host, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello there. There he is. He's, doing, he's sticking with the Obi-Wan Kenobi intro. He's, he's really digging in on that. So you heard a little bit different intro for us uh, right after our music. We've jumped right into a trailer. Uh, we have a very special episode today where we're going to be talking about a movie called We Need to Do Something. And the reason it's very special is we have the screenwriter, the writer of the story, uh, Max Booth, with us here in studio. Say hello to everybody, Max. Why, hello. There he is. Hello. Yeah. How are we hey. doing today, Max? Pretty good. Pretty uh, pretty nice and sweaty, which is how I like to do a podcast. Well, we, you know, we're all nice and sweaty when we do a podcast, man. You know? I've been freezing. It's been three degrees here in Ohio. Yeah, but you're like 10 pounds wet, so I this don't want to hear <laughs> anything. You. I got my Sarlacc blanket underneath me. You can't see it. <laughs> I got my hoodie on. It is a little chilly. We're we're getting like some kind of major snow thing again. again come tomorrow. They're letting the kids out early, so you know that's going to be fun for the schedule. So, are you both I, I, in Ohio? Uh no, I'm in Virginia. Uh, Nate's in Ohio. Where okay. are you at, Max? We're Texas, guessing Texas. 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 Uh, I thought that's where I had read correctly. I just wanted to make sure that was right. Then. Yeah, people move yeah. and don't always update their IMDb. Yeah, Nate. I don't. <laughs> so how what part of texas man that that's big that might as well be another country so yeah i live in san antonio so central texas okay so right smack dab in the middle so you gotta get any more ice like last year um we got some ice last week but that was it uh last year i mean i'm from the midwest and we had snow like it was when i was a kid in the midwest last year it was pretty shocking like we couldn't I, leave the house i would bet that's man. insane that, that, that had to be <laughs> wild i mean we got a a guy that's in our podcast network ruben he lives down in texas i 
forget exactly where, but he, he was complaining the whole time. He's like, I live down here. I don't want to see snow. I don't like <laughs> the snow stuff. Get it out of here. This is Texas. Damn it. But, uh, no, we got Max in the, uh, on the podcast with us today and we're going to dig into a movie. So Max, you wrote the screenplay and then turned it into a no- novella. Yeah, so it went through an odd process. Well, I wrote a screenplay, and I was not successful at selling it to anyone. So I grew impatient and rewrote it as a book. And then later on, I wrote it again as a screenplay based on the book, which had changed uh, drastically from the original screenplay. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things I was wondering, too, because when I read about you... uh doing the screenplay first is like man usually it's backwards you do the book that way you yeah. can sell the ip and then get the screenplay uh going and then after reading the book and seeing the movie they're very similar with just slight very subtle differences almost i'd say um so i guess when you were on your third draft technically is that when you kind of like when writing you're like oh now i kind of want to do this with the story instead even though yeah. it follows the same path yeah, the original screenplay was was in retrospect, it was basically me trying to figure out what story I wanted to tell, and then when it was time to write it as a book, I had a a good outline I could I could uh, look at, and also go different paths I hadn't thought about when writing the old screenplay. And when I did the new screenplay, it's pretty uh, much faithful to the book, minus a few details. Yeah, okay. like the movie doesn't say smelly butt nearly yeah. as much as the book. <laughs> Sadly. I know, Sadly. right? There is so many less fart jokes in the movie, but I guess that might mess with people's heads with the tone. <laughs> and those are like those one detail I can talk about, although like heads up for anyone listening, I'm gonna get into a spoiler little tale totally. Yeah, um, so yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert if you haven't watched this turn us off go watch it. it's on it's on hulu right nate is that it's on yeah. hulu we it? i highly recommend anyone go watch this movie first oh, uh, absolutely go watch this movie first because it then is hear a, us yeah it's a trip um but yeah so we're going to talk about stuff that's going to spoil this movie because we have to you know i'm not going to have max on here to go so they're stuck in a bathroom yep then cool. things happen uh-huh <laughs> and then it credits roll pretty much word <laughs> thanks max i can't wait till next time <laughs> so go ahead with your thought there max but we just had to get that spoiler alert out there but yeah the kid in the movie and book dies <laughs> yeah oh wow um, we're going right out of the gate yeah uh, max like eight-year-old just <laughs> bites it um and in the book well in the movie the dad wants to eat the kid and he doesn't. In the book, he does eat the kid yep. in graphic detail and then vomits all over the ground and slips in it, which I think is hilarious. That did not happen <laughs> in the movie. So that's one big detail that is missing. Yeah, the book kind of goes into a Gigi Allen type concert there for a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I should have so read one the, the big book things, then because that's yeah. <laughs> so much. I watched the movie for sure, but my book reading list is longer than my movie watching list. So I so told him I'll take care of that part. Yeah, I was like, work. Nate, read it for me. <laughs> but he left that part out. I This is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> well, like, the reason I stumbled upon this movie back in September. So we have a horror group 
called Give Me Back My Horror Movies on Facebook, where is where the podcast originated from. And I every month I post like upcoming horror movies that pique my interest that I can't wait to see. Yeah. And this was on that list. And then come December, it appeared on Hulu finally, underneath the new movies. I was like, oh, sweet. I finally got to watch that because it has that cool-ass cover and that premise sounds interesting. I got COVID and got quarantined into my own office that I'm currently in. And I was like, well, this is the perfect time to watch a movie about people trapped in uh, a, a singular space, you know? So I had to pause the movie a couple times because I had my heart raising, which is very hard to do. <laughs> and then well, there was a moment towards the end where I had to write Charlie and go, Charlie... You need to watch. We need to do something right away. We need someone from this movie on the podcast. So then yeah, I oh. shot over to Instagram, seeing who I could find, and I stumbled upon you, Max. And I stumbled Excellent. upon your glorious work. So thank oh, you. Awesome. <laughs> thank yeah, you it, for reaching out. Thank you for checking out the movie. Of course. It's, it's not um, often when Nate does that, though. I mean, Nate will be like, this movie was awesome. It's pretty cool. Watch it sometime. No, he goes you need to watch this and I'm going to find someone from this movie we can talk to. And the thing is, we really haven't had too many interviews on here. You know, we've had the guys from witch house, but they were friends of mine for like a year before we brought them on. So that was like having buddies on the podcast. And they, it's like, right. Nope, I'm going straight for production. I don't care who I get. And then yeah. he messaged me. He's going, I found the writer. And I'm like, uh, cool. <laughs> I, i'm in this let, might let have been induced by a bunch of night quill me ha just <laughs> dying in here <laughs> that, that was it nate was not not happy during covid time that was no because this was in the first 48 hours like i watched it on the first day oh, i was man. not doing good <laughs> that's the best and way then... to watch this movie oh, uh, i was gonna say so that i want to ask now is when did you start writing this one then what, when was, like, is it pandemic time? Did you write this before the pandemic and then let that influence you a little bit? Or what was the what was the ideas on that? I wrote it pre-pandemic. I wrote the original screenplay the beginning of, I think it was 2019. It might have been 2018. And then I wrote the novella in the second half of 2019. And okay. I, uh, I was done with it before 2020 even hit. And I was just sitting on it because I wasn't sure what to do with the book at the time. So did you let any of that influence you when you went back and did the, the third screenplay part of it? Um, no, not really. Because, I mean, not much has changed from the screenplay and the book. Well, it's yeah, I guess yeah, that's what you were just saying. So I should yeah. pay attention more. <laughs> It's just odd we timing. Getting quarantined, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of wild because uh, you know you're watching because I watched the movie and it is very like a it's claustrophobic, which messes with me heavily. I mean, our listeners know that I that's my fear is claustrophobia, mm -hmm. and you cram us in a small room, no way out, multiple people, and I was just like, this had to be like he had to be like channeling the quarantine as he wrote this and now it's like nope dude just was like nah this kind of sounds messed up so let's see where i can take these people and I'm then a, 2020 happens and i'm yeah. like oh wow i'm a i'm just a huge fan of like one setting movies and books i love a limited setting 
like my, I have a different book called a uh, carnivorous lunal activities. And most of that book takes place in a basement. So I yeah. guess like, okay, well, what if I wrote one in the bathroom that seemed like the next logical step from basement to bathroom. I'm, I, I don't know why I just love small claustrophobic settings like movies like um the autopsy of jane doe is a great one yeah all takes place in that one one setting even a movie like uh alien or the thing it's really closed setting and i think that's a lot of fun to watch and write yeah that's one of the things i wanted to ask you too was like dealing with these movies with isolation like like what you had mentioned misery 10 cloverfield Mm -hmm. lane the shining like is that like your go-to subgenre of horror, or do you have a favorite subgenre? I, I guess it might be. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm usually more of a fan of books and movies that take that have the one setting than those that do not. And also, like when writing them, I like it a lot because I love like a set of guidelines or rules I can uh, set in place about what I'm writing. So what I mean by that is say is something like we need to do something. I know right away one of the big things is they cannot leave this bathroom. So now I have to come up with, well, what do they do then? Because I know they can't leave the bathroom. So now I, I have an opportunity to think about what else they could possibly do inside this bathroom besides escape, escaping. Okay. So that it leads to like creative ways to make a book then or a movie. No, I, nice. I, that makes sense. Like, kind of like yeah. getting in that headspace almost. Because, I, I mean, for those that decided they didn't want to watch this movie and still listen to us, the bathroom is enclosed, but it's not like uh, normal people's bathrooms where, you know, it's only like <laughs> eight by eight. This one's fairly sizable, but they still shot it to where it was still super claustrophobic in there. So yeah. I guess my thought is you were talking about you put them in a situation they're now in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. What was the inspiration though, to go like, how do I get these people into that bathroom? Cause it's, it's a tornado or hurricane or something happened. That's never, is that, that's never even really explained in the movie. Is it other than we know that a tree lands in front of the door. It's definitely like (laughs) here in Columbus, we have a tornado warning every Wednesday at noon. Yeah. So yeah. I hear that damn siren go Good off. Good old sirens. And there was one time we had a storm happen at like 1130 and that siren went off. And it was like, well, what happens if there's a tornado that happens to happen at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday? Then what do we do? I have always asked that because I lived up there for like 11 years. And I would always ask the people around there going, what happens if a tornado happens Wednesday at noon? They're like, <laughs> oh, just... that's a good question. It's not happened yet. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> anything's possible but you know it's like when's the best time to you know to invade america when they're running the air raid sirens that's the best time because no one's expecting it yeah it's my ring doorbell thing it's like the bet you know you can't sneak into my house anymore because i got ring doorbells so that's the you know finding the perfect time to attack that's kind of my angle on things now so why don't you give me a few like why why did you, this become a book you wanted to write that you're just like i want to i want to <laughs> story these is mean it is it mean it really is like <laughs> the dad is the biggest asshole on the planet i hate that Thank dude but it's like 
<laughs> He's How like, did yes, you come up with I have that? created an asshole. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it wasn't going to be insulting. I, I knew he would understand where I'm going. It's like, look, the guy's an asshole in the movie and apparently in the book, too, because he ate the kid, oh, yeah. apparently. But, I mean, what kind of, <laughs> where did you pull that from? I guess that's my question. So, to step back a bit, the tornado concept, the concept, the idea for, to put that in the book, yeah. It's because we once in a while we do get the tornado uh, rolling in Texas. Not often, but it was one of those nights where we did get it, and we went into the bathroom, which is a small bathroom, by the way, not like mm-hmm. in the movie. the The one in the book is also small; it's only big in the movie. Um, so we were hanging out in the bathroom, just like joking around, playing games, and because I'm a bit of a dick, I began joking and saying, hey, what would happen if we got stuck in this bathroom and no one came to help us? And my stepkids were like, hey, shut up. Don't talk about that. <laughs> and just from how like spooked that question got them, it just kind of got my, uh, my brain racing with what I could do with that concept. And it led to we need to do something. And that, it's awesome. like the, uh, that, that kind of answers both then it's like i'm the dick dad that's messing <laughs> with the kids <laughs> and a tornado may happen i don't know yeah. so <laughs> that's and, insane um, man i love the inspiration out of just the weirdest places that's crazy <laughs> man and with like the alcoholic uh element i'm not much of a of an alcohol guy but it did seem logical to me, like, okay, a family is stuck in the bathroom. What happens if the dad is an alcoholic, and what happens when he loses that supply of alcohol? I believed everything bomb. you did yeah. in the, that they did in the movie to, to depict that, because he starts drinking the Listerine. That's the first thing to go get, unless you have rubbing alcohol or something that's in a bottle, to where finally he's sucking on the rubbing alcohol pads, Desperately. Hey, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that would kill a normal person after so long or at least make you insanely (laughs) sick. But I've met some alcoholics in my life and I've met guys that can't function without alcohol. And so Mm -hmm. I'm already like, yeah, I, I can buy that. I bought that dad as a raging alcoholic that was just trying to get that next little fix of whatever he could and however he could get it. So yeah. I appreciated, you know, the, the way they depicted it. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out now just so we can continue talking about, it. like I watched this movie, there's elements I enjoyed. I probably won't watch this movie again because I'm just like, that was, t- that was terrifying. And also yeah. like that just, it was enjoyable, but not, does that make sense, Max? Like yeah. I enjoyed watching the movie, but then I'm like, no, I don't want to put myself yeah. through that. Again. So when I was on my giant, crazy night quill high or whatever, <laughs> I had posted about it in the group and we got a lot of feedback from people that like, oh, I haven't heard it. I'll watch it. And over the course of like two to three days, as people were coming back to me and like everyone kind of had the same response of like, because I let them know, I was like, don't watch the trailer. Don't read the synopsis. Go in blind. Be yeah. warned, there is that's stuff in here did. that's probably going to trigger you if you are a victim of trauma. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm giving you. And a lot of people came back with like, I, I really liked it. I don't want to watch it again. And I'm like, that's <laughs> the best reaction you can have. I'm like, because yeah. it disturbed you. Because <laughs> that's, like, awesome. that's what it should do. I mean, I'm sure the production company doesn't want to hear that, but I'm sure as Max <laughs> as a writer going, yeah, I got in their brain. This is awesome. 
up the ante next time, Max. <laughs> next time he does eat the kid. <laughs> well, I, th- that brings up a question I want to ask. Then is you were how, how much were you on set during the filming? Because you were there for yeah uh, the filming of it, right? Because there's another yeah. part I got to ask you about. I'm saving that for a little bit later. Okay. Um, no, but how how did did they like ask a lot of you because of how close they stayed to your your book? Where did you have a lot more input on it, or did you kind of let the director go with a little bit of free reign if he had an idea? So, um, I was they they filmed it in Michigan. I live in Texas, but I drove. I quit my job and drove to Michigan to be on set. And the wow. way it was filmed, they at the time they had a small sound stage in Michigan in like this office building which is like next to like a Hampton Inn or something, which is built a crew and cast all stayed. We all stayed in the, in the hotel oh, together. Well, that's nice. I mean, that, you, yeah. normally you hear horror stories about where they make you stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the garage of this big building, they have the soundstage and they just built a bathroom in it. And, okay. a, and like on the second or fill the full above the, the garage, they have a mini movie theater they've built to do like movie editing. So I spent my time on set and also in the editing booth with uh, Shane Patrick Field, who did the editing on the movie because we were doing a kind of unique thing because we had such a time crunch to get this movie done Mm -hmm. that Shane was editing the previous day's footage every single day. So instead of waiting until the movie was complete, post-production was kind of just, mixed into the production which was a great thing because often often like shane and i would be editing a clip and we would think oh we need like a transition shot between this scene and this scene so we could just go down stills and be like hey could we add something perhaps or something's not milking so that did help i was on i was on set as much as i could possibly stand it but it was really claustrophobic (laughs) it was really because they they have this bathroom they built and it has walls all around it so that the crew is like crammed into these tiny hallways surrounding the bathroom and now each one of those walls could be taken down full camera so that was unique but like the crew had no choice but just just to stay like cramped together during each uh take i wasn't a fan of that at all especially because we filmed this during covid and we had to have a mask on and also a face uh, a face scaled on. Oh man, uh, I was just sweating balls in that place, man. I bet. Well, you know, <laughs> especially I've got as a... someone with glasses, so I was oh, just oh yeah, you're foggy as all can be, and just like, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> and look, I have a unique perspective. As, mo- as most of our listeners know, I'm a contractor slash woodworker. I've remodeled multiple bathrooms. And it's not just one of us that have to fit in these stupid things. There's like three guys my size, and I am not a small dude, that we're all like elbows and assholes when we're up against each other trying to work. And I'm looking at that bathroom going, that's still kind of big, but I don't, I wasn't watching it as it's just a family. I'm going, there's a camera guy over there. There's a sound guy over here. You know, I I could squeeze it in. (laughs) But I like how that, that having that one setting made all that possible though, where you could go, Hey, we need a, Mm -hmm. we need a transition shot. You're not like completely resetting up something or going to another location. It's like, okay, let us finish up these that we have scheduled right now. 
then we'll shoot that for you, get that to you, ready to go. And I I think that's how something like this works so well. Is uh, I did I did appreciate how the movie was shot. It is super claustrophobic. If you're claustrophobic while you're there, it translated to us watching it because that is the biggest thing that was other than the dad trying to cram the kid's head through the door, which is the one part that I was like, okay, I don't like this right now. I don't, I can handle the snake, the dog, the everything else cramming the kid's head. And I feel bad for that the little actor that I yeah. felt like that hurt, even though he's acting, I was like, somebody needs to kill this dad. I'm done with him now. I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> but I, I think it was great, man. I have a fun anecdote about that scene specifically because I was in the editing room with Shane when we were trying to do that, cut that scene. Mm -hmm. And it was taking, it took all day long to do. And just to sit in a booth and listen to a small child groan over and over and over, it made me just like want to vomit. And I eventually said, Shane, good luck. And I just went to my hotel room. (laughs) It, It was way too much, man. The, the little bit we get in the movie is was too much for me yeah. you know I, I nate was talking about you know the the movie can trigger a lot of things like domestic violence trauma the claustrophobia was already getting up my spine but when they when the dad tries to cram the kid through the little crack in the door and all you see is his face not comically done either i mean yeah. bravo for how well you got it to translate it's on the insane. film like insanity I, it, un, unlocked. It, made, it was sickening. It, I've seen a lot of gross stuff in movies that made me more sick to my stomach than some of the ooey gooey movies we review on the show. Oh, thank but, you. but there's a compliment. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, and that's the reason why I can't really watch this movie again for strictly entertainment. I would watch it again. Like if someone's like, get a group of people together. We want to watch something, you know, what would you recommend? It's like, well, let's check this one out. If you're really in the mood for, something that's going to like crawl up your spine. But if I'm just hanging out in the house and I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie. I'm not picking this one. <laughs> I'm, not doing I'm not doing it. I'm not picking it. I have one, man. I've seen this movie so many times. I have no, no intention of watching it again. <laughs> I know Nate's got some questions, but let me ask you that real quick. I've always wanted to know when you, I've heard of like actors that will not watch a movie whenever they get done. They'll be like, I filmed it. I don't want to see it. And that is weird to me because I'd be like, why don't you want to see the final product? But yeah. since you were in the editing bay, I have to imagine you've seen this movie cut every single way it could possibly be cut in every yeah. iteration. I would probably expect you to be tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I saw all, every take that we saw in the editing bay. And then once I went back to Texas, um, Shane and the, the director, Sean, they were still looking on the final cut. And they sent us a rough cut that was like two and a half hours long. Oh, <laughs> so, we watched, so we watched that myself and some of the producers. We gave notes, watched the new cut, and then again and again, probably like three or five times, just new cuts of the movie. Right. And then I've done a bunch of film fests. So I've seen it at that as well. So like I went to oh, the I Texas Film Fest. Thought I saw about it. that. I saw it at the Tribeca premiere. I was flown out to the UK for the UK premiere, and I watched Whoa, it. Awesome. And that was a that was the last time I saw it, and I think I'm done watching it now because that was a great <laughs> audience. 
I'd say so. But Max is also like, I'm just done watching it. I don't want to. I, I know what I, happens. I see it in my sleep now. I'm ready to do the next project. There's no twist for you. <laughs> Especially at this point, all I can see is like, all I can see all the flaws in the movie at this point. So I'm no longer like, oh man, a movie got made of something I wrote. Now I just see like, ah, oh, we could have, we could have done a good job, a better job with oh, that. Oh, I gotcha. That. Yeah. That, that the the price of the 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 burden of being an artist. You see yeah. your own flaws and everything. I do woodworking and stuff, and I can point out everything that no one else will see, <laughs> but I know it's there. I yeah. I feel that I really every do. single episode we put out, I listen to it the day it drops, and I go, "Well, that was terrible." And uh, what can I do better? <laughs> I'm editing it. You don't realize what I no, take out when I go, me. "Yeah, I no, just I go, know." Nate sucks. <laughs> I edit myself more than I edit Nate. I'm always trying to cut myself back so I can elevate Nate. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to keep saying that. No, I'm going to cut that out of myself. <laughs> and then I'm like, I got to listen to this again. So I, I, I understand that. But Nate, let's get some questions from Max. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's so dive into some of what the group asked. You've got a new book coming out in April called Maggot Screaming. Can you give us any any little teasers? Yeah, it's about a dad and son who live in San Antonio. Um, the, the what do you call it? A, a divorced household, so the mom lives separately. So they shield custody. And one weekend there was a custody dispute. But it's the dad's weekend. The mom had made plans to take him anyway. The dad got his way, took the son back to his house. Dad's pissed off about the way his mom, the the ex wife, has been acting with the kid. So he decides he's going to do a little family activity with his son and go to the backyard and uh, destroy the uh, the golden his ex-wife planted when she still lived with them. And they do that, and they uh, find three strange bodies buried underneath the ground. Oh, awesome. Holy crap. And those bodies are um, identical to the son and the dad and the mom. Oh, so that's my teasel to that book. Oh, that's a good oh, dude. teaser. Guess I what? was waiting Just... for you to be like, and the dad takes the kid out back, tells him about the rabbits, blows his brains out, and, you know, I'm going to make you hate the dad again, and I just want you all to be miserable. <laughs> I hope not, because the dad in this book is called Max. And, uh, oh, no. <laughs> the son is named Dylan, who is my real stepson, and the, and the oh. mom is also named after his mom. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, though, Max, right, that just got know. moved to the top of my book list. I'm telling you that right now. Well, Max was fortunate enough to send us a copy. I know. I've just I, been busy as hell with work. I've got <laughs> it. I've got it ready to download, but it, it's getting moved up. Uh, that that got. That's a great little stinger right there. I like that a lot. Now, is this one coming out on Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing or your new is it publication ghoulish books like yeah so both of them are the same company think about how like um ifc movies has ifc midnight yeah so i launched a like an imprint to focus when we do spooky books i'm we're gonna put them through ghoulish books which is owned by perpetual motion machine publishing pmmp is the umbrella company and ghoulish books is like a branch of that focusing oh, on nice it's yeah. like DC and DC Max that they had going yeah, on. DC for Horror, for like just like the yeah. you got the top mm-hmm. one and then it branches out and yeah. umbrellas out. Or Vertigo. Nice. I think it was DC Vertigo that did their thing. Marvel yeah. did Max. 
where they yeah for the they... longest time we've just had a pmmp but um it's a really confusing long name and i'm convinced that um most people who like come up to us like at a a festival or even online they see the name perpetual motion machine publishing and they think i don't know what that means and they just turn around and walk away <laughs> well, so my hope is from a marketing point of view ghoulish books it's going to make them more like attractive to the um what we have well it's oh, a name they understand which is a fun word yeah, yeah. It, it's it kind of, and i mean from what I've seen on your Instagram, it looks like that's exactly what the books are going to be, you know, mm -hmm. pretty ghoulish style of storytelling. Um, so, yeah, for those that don't know, Max has got his own publishing company and, uh, and they are, you're taking submissions now for writers on the ghoulish end of things, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking for um, novella length uh, books and I um, the deadline is, I believe, May 8th. Okay. So you have a few months Some time to write yeah. something. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll make sure we got all of Max's like links and everything at the, in the group, and we'll share everything out, make sure everybody knows um, where to find his works and stuff like that. So, Nate, go ahead and hit us with another question. Well, like one of the things I love with you having your own independent publishing company, you like seriously defend indie artists and writers online. It's incredible. Like, bravo to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that I remember seeing, I think it might have been on Instagram or Twitter. I can't remember. It was just like, if you buy from me or, you know, you, you're, you're published underneath me, you're going to get paid. Like, yeah. I'm not going to skimp you out, which is, like, awesome. Because how many, like, you know, major labels, if you want to say, like, in, like, the music world, like, just don't do that. Yeah, and also, um, I've been involved in, in publishing and writing for like a decade now. And in my experience... Was a lot of uh, small indie publishing companies specifically that um, they all toxic and they uh, they <laughs> tend to cheat and take advantage of people. And I've dealt with that uh, firsthand with some of my other books I've published, other books I've written that were published yeah. by different companies, which is why I'm kind of focusing on releasing my books through my own company now because. I, I trust myself more than many Edel, these Edel companies. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, blame you. <laughs> and I mean, we're talking about the writing stuff, but, you know, we, we've kind of, Nate and I, since we've started this, realized how much we really enjoy, like, even independent movie making, mm -hmm. the independent writers. And we, that's one of our goals, especially having you on here, was we want to elevate, help give a platform to help elevate those like you the independent Thank directors, you. the independent, you know, everyone along those lines. And it's not that like, and I've made the same statement that if Robert England wanted to come on the show, I'm going to interview him. Yeah. But I think I get more fun talking to people like, you know, yourself and some of the other, you know, special effects artists and, you know, independent directors that just want to talk about the project. And sometimes I, I get more information instead of going, how was the movie? Was it fun to make? Yeah. Did you get paid? Yeah. How many people died? Seven. Cool. Thanks. We'll look forward to your next movie. Thanks for coming on. You know, I, I like finding out that Max trapped himself in a bathroom and came up with a story of how to torment his family. That's awesome <laughs> to me. I, that's funny. You know, I like that stuff. I, I get the, the, I'd rather meet you, you know what I mean? Not just the yeah. credit on a movie. That's really what my goal is That's with awesome. what we're doing with these interviews. Well, I think like, I think with indie creatives, 
all of us are really hungry to continue creating because we have that threat of, well, those, it's really possible we, this will be the only thing we ever get to make and the only thing anyone will ever see or read compared to like more mainstream uh, cre- uh, actors and filmmakers who, well, they have a shit ton of money and they all conditioned. They no longer have that that phobia that of that that threat that it could all be taken away from them. They've gotten yeah. too comfortable. Me, I have like been two thousand bucks in my bank account and I have no income <laughs> coming right now. And I am desperate to sell like books and movies. I have like get stuff going. Handle. Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. always like, on the move. That hustle. That's one of the great things is like you kind of give a little note at the end of the book of like you were working at a hotel during the pandemic. I was delivering to hotels. They were getting hurt. During uh-huh. the pandemic, like it was bad. I had never seen a Marriott do like just scared. Yeah. You that know, was at, and, that was my hotel. I was yeah. at, I was looking at one of those. So like when I was reading, I was like, yeah, I, I experienced that firsthand when I was going to these places and just seeing like the look in people's faces of like, I don't know what's going to happen the next day or by the end Dude, of the week. I'm you know? a contractor that works in people's homes and now I can't go into people's homes during all of Jesus. that. It, yeah. it it affects so many people in so many ways. And that was one of the reasons why we're like, you know, watching the movie and Nate reading the book going, he wrote this during the pandemic. And it's like, no, nope. Max, Max <laughs> just luck. has a warped sense of how the world is going to be. And I did. I've it. got a working theory that we're going to get to later. Okay. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to like it. I trust me. I can't wait. Um, do you have any advice for anyone that ever gets stuck with like writer's block or creative block then like for the other independent people? Yeah. Um, something that helps me a lot with writing is if I'm stuck on something, I just stop writing out of sequence. Meaning like if I am right, I just wrote one scene, say the next scene, I'm not sure what to do with that, but I know what's going to happen a few scenes later. Just jump ahead and write those scenes. And now all you need is a bridge to get from one scene to that other scene that you can write later on. So I tend okay. I because like no one's going to see what you write until you are ready to show it to them. So you can yeah. write like a shitty rough draft and then later on go and fix it. But you can't fix a blank page. I do. Oh, that's, I like that's a that. Perfect <laughs> analogy. I love that. Or you just do the Tarantino thing where you go film real mis- missing. Let's jump to the next cool scene in the movie. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> doing that with a book. <laughs> Page ripped out. How Chapter hilar- missing. Like literally <laughs> torn yeah. out. I think that would be hilarious. And you should do that in one of your ghoulish books. That yeah. would, <laughs> that would be make it a short story. <laughs> build everything up and then page missing and then the ending that makes no sense without that page we have I'll a lot buy of that ideas book, Max. i'll buy this that podcast book. what the hell <laughs> the mom just said it's gonna be okay a bunch of times and then it just cut off i guess a page <laughs> yeah everything's gonna be okay everything's wasn't gonna that, be okay wasn't that an elf where they're like there's an entire like two pages missing it's like ship yeah. them just keep going. <laughs> but I want, I want the pages like ripped out. Like someone's like, who was reading this and decided those are the pages they wanted. I think that would be hilarious. I recall watching that movie and just getting so pissed off at how like wrong the publishing industry is portrayed. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not, that's not how it looks. <laughs> no. I also like how they're trying to pitch a, pitch a book, just talking to each other right there and storyboards. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't think that's how that, I don't do kids books either. So I don't know. Maybe that's a whole different 
Max, don't do kids' Maybe. books. I've seen what you do to kids in, in your stuff. There. Just wait until the new book comes out. Oh boy, <laughs> ghoulish publications for kids. I, I the little Gee. ghoulish, little ghouls. Yeah, little tight, little ghoulies. Yeah, spelled L I L apostrophe. I, I love it. it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Are there any titles coming out on ghoulish books that you want to give a shout out to that? I saw you kind of yeah. got like a little tiny list of mm-hmm. like kind of going till what September or October right now. Yeah, we have 2022 locked in because we're doing something that's going to end next month on Valentine's Day. But until then, we are offering a ghoulish uh, subscription. So anyone who pays an upfront fee, they will get all eight of the ghoulish books throughout the year so it's like they'll just uh, pre-ordering all eight of the books ahead of time and they also get a box of like bonuses like mugs and stickles and stuff like that oh, sweet looks like so, a awesome. book loot box or scholastics for screwed up people in the head exactly you know? <laughs> yes <laughs> definitely keep like i think uh, happy like i kind of took that idea from uh vinegar syndrome do you guys know about that kind yeah, of we Definitely. are well aware of vinegar syndrome yeah, yeah. I, I love vinegar syndrome but they also do a subscription that is way too expensive so i, I yeah never used it's it. pricey but i love the idea so i thought well how do we do that with books so i just kind of took took the idea not the first time i've uh, i've stolen an idea from like a, a boutique blu-ray company because they, with the they took the idea from someone too don't feel bad oh yeah that. yeah it's from because like we also, or something you can do this. You can do the way the Synapse does and just put a catalog in every DVD they sell. You know, we, uh, we made we experience that. that. Yeah, yeah. We um we put we print it and on the on the back of the the like the last few pages of each book we have the catalog listed of everything. That's we've actually put out. even better idea. I like that. That way it's always yeah. there. It's I like the, forgot the question now. Oh yeah, the books. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, in Milch, I'm releasing a book called Below by Lil Hightower, and that is a book about Mothman. It's a creature feature. It's a Mothman. Yeah, Nate. Nate likes takes yeah. place in West Virginia. Oh. A woman is driving through the mountains of West Virginia and uh, encounters a strange creature with uh, glowing red eyes in the snow. I will tell you right now. Driving at night in West Virginia is hell. It is hell on earth. So you add in Mothman, that makes it even better. <laughs> it's a great was. book. I live I would in say, the mountains, like, man. I, I, I can't if you don't get drive it. in the dark, you just stay home. What's wrong with you? <laughs> there were so many curves, and it was right after hunting ghosts. I was in a terrible mindset. West Virginia is only like know. 50 miles from me, man. <laughs> that's, that's nothing. <laughs> But yeah, it kind of has a the same type of vibe as a movie like The Descent. There's a lot of claustrophobia stuff oh, in it. Crawling nice. in caves is great. Nope. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> Max, you sold so, me on the other book. This one, I am out. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, the other book I'll promote right now, besides the two I've talked about, is a book called A Leech by John C. Fostel that comes out in April. Um, it's about this like this guy who is an employee, an agent of a secret government uh, agency, and they send him out to handle things, kind of like a Men in Black situation, okay. like unexplainable, spooky things. But um, 
lots of cosmical elements. I haven't promoted this book yet at all, so I'm not used to talking about it. But no, it's really no good. It's, uh, it's a mashup between uh, it's a mashup between a cosmical and crime. So if you like like Hillboyle detective stuff and also Lovecraft, Leech is a it's going to satisfy some needs. Kind of like a little nice. BPRD action going on there, you know, just the weird and fantastical, but mm-hmm. with a twist. I dig it. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that one instead of the claustrophobic cave one that's near me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's 30 minutes down the road from you. Yeah. I'll so, be honest. No. Um, below the, uh, the Mothman book, that book, I don't often get like skilled when reading a book. It's just not even watching anything, but that book skilled the shit out of me. I had no oh, choice man. but to publish it. It's really intense. <laughs> this is weird, Nate, because we just, we had our, uh, we're recording our interviews back to back and we were talking to mm-hmm. the, our buddy Derek. We were talking about Descent last night. And how it's the one movie that is actually scary to me because of the claustrophobic scene where mm-hmm. she gets stuck in the cave. Yeah. I can handle the gore, the creatures, all the jump scares. When she gets stuck and she sells it like she's stuck, I couldn't yeah. breathe watching that movie. So that's for whatever reason, the world is deciding to relive Charlie's nightmares right now. And so as you bring that up, I'm like, come on, man. No. Flashbacks. I don't PTSD. know. Caves. <laughs> I can watch that movie, but I skip that part. I'll be honest. I'll rewatch it and go skip <laughs> back to the demons. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's good. Oh, it's oh, good. It, it's a great movie, but that's, that's my yeah. phobia. That's my fear and clowns. I'm not, but, I'm not good with small spaces. I have also, I'm, I'm with you. No. I hire small people to do that for me. I have a 15-year-old. Get up in that attic. Go down in that basement. <laughs> Don't worry about them spiders. It'll be fine. Or snakes. Nothing bad happens to kids. Like It'll the snake in this yeah. freaking movie, man. There is a... there. What is what is up with the snake, man? Can I ask you that? Yeah, what do you want to know? Uh, why? 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 <laughs> yeah. So I'll begin by saying... That is a puppet the whole time. It's no, there's no CGI in the movie. It's all practical effects. That's awesome. And if you want to be amused, think about the scene when the snake comes in initially and like everyone's freaking out and Pat Healy's jumping on the sink and all yep. that. Yep. Now imagine there's a man rotating a camera and standing above him is a, is a Neville man puppeteering a snake. Like a Mary. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. I, I would have laughed at more if it had been like a stick with a string and he's just dragging it across the floor to get the effect. But well, I guess it, 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 yeah. it, it, it slithers. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's well done practical effect. I mean, I, I will admit I didn't know 100 percent, you know, because stuff's getting better every day. It yeah. never looked fake. It never no. looked CG I at all. I thought it was a real snake that you just, you know, you trained a rattlesnake <laughs> on set. Well, you know, they'll they'll defang some snakes yeah. or they'll stitch it or yeah. something like you hear about back in the 90s when we didn't give a shit. But no, I was like, <laughs> I'm but I'm just like, it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like all of a sudden, guess what? Now there's a snake in there. You know, it's like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> My, well i i well snakes and also scorpions which i encounter quite a bit living in texas they tend yeah. to come out when it rains really heavily because usually you know they're hiding like in attics or some shit and the rain sends them down but scorpions i don't think so much with snakes um 
I no longer exactly remember the decision process of yes, and now a snake comes in besides the fact that it just felt like the right thing to do. And also I had recently uh, had a really bad uh, rattlesnake encounter uh, in real life. And maybe it was just like, I need to write about this somehow. <laughs> oh, so we got some more Max involved in this now. Yeah. Max is like, <laughs> I don't like snakes. So guess what? You're going to have to deal with it now too. When you watch this, but I'll give it this. I You're not expecting it when it comes in the movie it's like the last thing you actually are expecting it's there's another thing in this movie that you do not expect whatsoever (laughs) well yeah the dog is not expecting at all in this movie and then what they do later if you guys want to spoil on that go right ahead that that part actually did gross me out a little bit i'll I'll be honest about that i want to spoil it can i spoil it everyone (laughs) spoil it max gave us thumbs up we're good i had to pause it I literally turned my controller on and paused the movie to take a break, take a little five-minute break, because what happens is you have this boy and girl going, it is a dog, it is a dog on the other side of the door. You can't see anything, and the camera just keeps building tension and building tension. I'm like, someone's hand's going to get bit. Like, I was calling it. I was like, all right, like right, we're, we're getting the standard jump scare. Like, that's cool. And then you hear this demonic voice say, I'll be a good boy. Oh, my God. And it's Ozzy Osbourne, which I didn't know at the time. Yeah. But hearing that voice, because you hear the dog sounds, you hear the licking, and Sierra McCormick's reaction to that, and then the whole the way it's Shauna filmed it, it's terrifying. It is nightmare fuel. <laughs> it is. And then she In the pulls book, its tongue. It's terrifying because it's she, just not expected. She comes back with its tongue in her hand, man. It's like, that's all terrifying, but she's holding its tongue of a dead dog. Because I guess we should Uh, explain that there is a dead dog that is kind of central to this movie that she thinks she caused all this by witchcraft. And Nate has a whole whole (laughs) thing, but I'm trying to explain why all of a sudden we're talking about a dog is (laughs) there's a reason there's a dog involved here, which I was expecting more than the flipping snake that just right. comes careening into the bathroom like hey you guys crashing in here i'm gonna hang out too <laughs> it's just so nonchalantly appears and i'm like i don't like that but so they, i want to show ahead. you guys something it's not going to translate philly podcasts but you guys will like no this. but we'll emote it um, we'll yes. be like oh stop it yeah so throughout <laughs> the so the way this movie was made it was kind of odd because we got the practical effects team uh, on the job before we even had like funding to make a movie like he just the guy Dan rebuilt he just began making some of the props in his garage because cool. he didn't have anything else to do because COVID has shut down movies in LA yeah and um, one of the first things he made was the demon tongue and oh. <laughs> the photo they sent me nice. is really amusing to me because it well if someone will just see this on my phone they would think it's like a giant dick pic look at that <laughs> Holy crap, it does. It is. <laughs> it's not on a table, everyone. It's in someone's hand. It looks like you ripped someone's dick off. Oh, yeah, my so God. I've just kept it on my phone because I like if anyone's looking over my shoulder, I like to kind of just get it on my phone so they see it. And Max, it I've, like, I've never asked another man this question, but can you email me that pic? Because I, I think the world needs to see that after I they can. hear this, this episode. <laughs> 
I'll that is not an invitation for anyone else, and I will cancel the email address if I have to. So don't even, don't even it gets flooded with nothing but dick pics. Nate, you're in charge of the email now. Oh, another one. <laughs> this one said Max, but I don't think it's the same Max. <laughs> It's Max Power from The Simpsons. <laughs> um, Max, you've got your own podcast entitled Ghoulish, yeah. which since finding out about your work, I've started listening to. It's a fantastic podcast where you just talk oh, about spooky you. things. Uh, one of the recent ones that I listened to was about abandoned malls. You talked about a writer about vaginal dentalia. Um, I, oh, I know yeah. there's been a few other ones I've listened to, but. What's like the spookiest thing you've ever encountered? Oh, you made him think. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few things come to mind. A couple of yields ago, um, we, my family and I, we drove to Indiana, which is where I grew up. But oh, okay. um, that's, that wasn't why we were going to Indiana. Um, my stepdaughter was competing in like, I don't know what you call it, some type of fucking baton competition that was like nationwide. And um, it was in South Bend. So we rented this house for the week and it was in the, like in the middle of no, no real country, Indiana. And, um, the house was really odd because it's one of those, I guess, like B and B type of houses, like this, this old couple owned it and they were just renting it out, but they hadn't taken anything out of it. So the fridge was still stocked and there was like just photos all over the place. And I found, uh, I found just like shotgun shells in one cabinet and in a different cabinet, I found just a stack of nude photos of one woman. And I didn't know what was going on with that. So I just like, it was the, obviously I'd made the photos in that house and wow. I thought things oh. were not looking good. So you like inadvertently <laughs> stayed in like the cabin in the woods house. Like one of those was a trap to unlock yeah. the monster. <laughs> but that night, like at midnight, um, it was a really long driveway. And so, a vehicle pulled up at the end of the driveway and the headlights will into the, like the big open window of the house. And we were like, who the fuck is this? So I went out because I was, I don't know, the the dumbest one. Um, I'm standing on the deck and I can't see anything because the lights are so damn bright. This is the middle in the middle of nowhere, so everything is so dark except these headlights. And I'm looking, trying to see something, and in the darkness, I just feel this woman's voice <laughs> saying, Give me back my child. <laughs> just oh, long no. and creepy. Give no. me back my child. And I'm like, no. Oh, I should not have come outside. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, this woman emerged from the darkness, who I later realized was the naked lady from the photos I saw. And she was like, Will's my child. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So t- long story short, we later discovered she is the um, the daughter-in-law of the old people who live at that house. And she was like in jail. And the son took the kids someplace else. And she got out. And she thought that the kids were just at the house. Oh, it was dude. a big miscommunication thing. But. Yeah, and that could have turned south so quickly. That's yeah. that's worse than a, a ghost story. That yeah. Max, how many books have you started writing about that? Because I know that <laughs> the stranger that pulls around up. in your head. It's there, in it's in my head. I don't quite have the book. I I don't have it 
concreted yet of how to make that. But a it's good up book. there. Yeah, it's gonna, it. it's gonna happen. Yeah. He's like, just wait, man. Wait till you see the snake pop in. You're never gonna. Expect <laughs> it. It's actually gonna start raining scorpions from inside the house. Oh. <laughs> and then we shove a kid's head through a window. I don't know. We're gonna do something insane. Here's your kid. <laughs> I'll tell you the skilliest thing that's ever happened. Not creepy, but it's Sculpian related. Yeah, please um, do. I was going to drive my family to the Yelp Hill because they had to go someplace, and I was staying in Texas for the week by myself. I'm getting dressed. I was when I was working night shifts, so you know I woke up in the in the middle of the afternoon, had to get dressed. I put my uh, my pants on. They um they don't pants. They will uh, Jane Schultz. So I put them on. I felt something kind of um, like rubbing against my right thigh. So pay attention, right, my right thigh. Okay. And I looked down; it was kind of red and a, a bit of a rash. I didn't know what that was, but it stopped. So I said, "Okay, whatever." I got in the car. I'm driving my family across town, and I feel something dangling from my left calf, my left calf. And I reach down as I'm driving because it feels like a piece of plastic, and I pick it up. And I'm holding a scorpion by the tail. And I drop oh. it in my lap. And I'm trying oh. at the crash in the traffic. <laughs> Eventually, I get to the side. All of us, because I'm all screaming. <laughs> we, I would jump bet, out, yeah. we jump out of the kill, trying to find the scorpion. Some minivan passing stops. And this old lady gets out. She's like, hey, what's wrong? Can I help? And we were like, what's the scorpion in the kill? And she was like, <laughs> good luck. And she just left. <laughs> <laughs> that lady's just, my spirit animal max because that's what i would yeah done. that's me <laughs> yon yo man think about this for this philippian to have begun on my right thigh it traveled no. across no. my calves no. to get to my cat <laughs> so you get to your left oh oh no. there's another book that uh, Max is working on right I just picture everyone exiting the car like in Tommy Boy screaming bees but it's Scorpion. That's, how, that's exactly how it was. Exactly. <laughs> Although now if a bee ever gets trapped in my vehicle I'm going to go it's not a scorpion though so I'm not going to yeah. freak out. <laughs> <laughs> that story is going to live in my head Max. Thanks man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, that's all the time we have Lovely. for tonight because I don't know what else is going to come out here in a minute. <laughs> On ghoulish, are are there any like um, spooky topics you've been wanting to cover that you haven't yet? That's a good question, and I don't know. Uh. Maybe grave robbing would be a good a good topic. Ooh, that'd be a sweet. I always one. wanted to do a grave robbing topic, but I haven't found the right guest. So yeah, if anyone an listening has a ro- if anyone listening has robbed a grave, hit me up. Yeah, all of our grave robber listeners, um, hit us up anonymously if you have to man we'll we'll go under yeah, pseudonyms we'll, we'll and you. everything man. Yeah. whatever we yeah. got to do we'll do one of those scream voices one of those ghost face voices you know you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't hear about that though in the news when's the last time you heard about whether well, this uh grave was dug back up last night and we don't know oh, why yeah. i mean i've heard of exhumed but never yeah. like there's just been a rash of someone digging up dead bodies everywhere well, I think they put like concrete around the graves now, right? Well, there's that. And I think there's, uh, I know around here they use vaults and oh, yeah. they do it because yeah. of the like groundwater. So yeah. they try to protect, especially when you're in the mountains, it's springs. Um, that's one of the reasons why they do it, which they can't be opened up once they're closed. Then I'm like, right. that 
seems backwards don't you think it shouldn't open from the inside in case of a zombie yeah. apocalypse but you know, i guess they why can't we pour the concrete on top of them thanks adam west we got this man. Yeah. tie their and, shoelaces um, together i like it another reason we don't see too much grave robbing nowadays is kids will just lazy i mean they have the phones right the video yeah. games they have no motivation to go out and make something of themselves and steal from a corpse. <laughs> Kids, Come if you're on, listening, guys. turn your super soaker into a flamethrower and exactly. dig up some graves. Yeah. God, you find all on, types man. of cool stuff. Be a yeah. kid. Come on. Just get out there and be a kid. <laughs> I want you, you can't YouTube. get arrested. <laughs> if you're only a child, you can't go to jail. So you can do any crime you want. Right. It's fine. Yeah, it's pretty much free game till you're almost 18. Juvie's yeah. easy. It's fine. I wish I was 12 again. I would rob so many banks. Be great. <laughs> Max, don't incriminate yourself here. No, no. Just, if he was twelve, he would. Oh, yeah, if, if he was, then he would I put would him in the so graves. <laughs> Next book, Max. Next book. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep street. plugging books all the time. Max has got a. <laughs> I imagine that Max is walking around that B and B with a notepad, going shotgun shells, check. New <laughs> pictures of a lady I don't know, check. This is going to be a messed up book, guys. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Nate, hit so, us with like, another one, brother. Out in San Antonio, do they have a pretty good horror community slash like uh, counterculture, or like is it just you? Um, I'm not too familiar with the community in San Antonio that like that well, um, book wise and movie wise, but like uh, we do a lot of local festivals that'll spooky themes. So like we nice. will be the only ones selling books at the tables. It's like a craft type of thing. Lots oh, of we those. have those here in Columbus too, or it's like a, we call it a, like a flea market almost. Yeah. But it'd be it's like almost a local like vendors where it's yeah. like this person's selling paintings. This person's selling masks. This person's got their mm-hmm. books. Like it's I like love a going farmer's to market, but for crafters. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we'll, we do a lot of those and we'll the only ones that sell books, but you see a lot of like paintings and as you said, masks and clothing and candles and stuff like that. So there's a scene that way, but not so much that I know of with the, those who write and make movies. It's Mill and Austin though, that like all of my good friends, they mostly live in Austin, which is like a 60 minute drive from San Antonio. Well, it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that bad. It's just a pain in the ass going like down uh, I-35 because it's always just nonstop construction. But it's also a pretty good scene of that genre and those who create uh, movies and books in yeah. Austin. So that's a pretty great city to go to. But I mean, nice. like you said, also, it's still just 60 I mean, minutes. Now. It's not like you're six hours from like the next big Mecca yeah. for that kind of stuff. And you're talking construction. Yeah. Nate knows exactly what that's like living in Columbus because it's constantly oh, under construction. Constantly. You get one thing fixed and another thing breaks. I swear I visit. They've they've moved highways every year. I come up and visit. It seems like (laughs) it's insane, man. I was like, I I could never get lost there, but now I think I could because I'll be like, this road wasn't here last Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, my wife's family is still from Columbus, so I'm up there a lot. But uh, yeah, it's a perpetual construction. But me. Something 60 minutes away is just, that's an, a daily thing for me because, you know, McDonald's is 10 miles away. You know, okay. I can't just go down the street. I'm in the yeah. boonies. Uh, I've been working an hour and a half from my house. So that's, wow. 
driving doesn't bother me all that much. I can go to Austin. <laughs> That's no problem. <laughs> that said, I am trying to like bring a like I'm trying to create, I guess, a spooky community in San Antonio. Like in um, the end of April, I am launching the um, the debut um ghoulish book festival which is going to be like those uh, scholastic uh, book fields but full grown nice. so Sweet. i have people coming in from all over the country who have bought like tables to sell books at and i'm hoping like i'm 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 doing like a bunch of panels and stuff that you could buy a badge to attend but the um the it's like a convention the, fucking, the book still book section yeah. the, the book still section will be free to the public so i'm hoping lots of people from san antonio just walk in and discover we'll just show like, up. oh yeah. yeah okay but can i come in there with 20 dollars and get some awesome goosebump books and a lamborghini poster because that's what mm. i want from my scholastic book fair <laughs> no <laughs> fine i'll still come but no it's <laughs> i do a lot of conventions in our local area so it's yeah it's like a book convention that's an awesome idea man and honestly dude find a local theater that'll work with you and start you know put this movie out there to really mess with people's heads you know that's people love that kind of stuff i i I dig it no like those type of markets are so much fun like and it's it's cool like i try to buy stuff from every time i go just at least something that way like like serial killer paintings yeah definitely no for sure What's wrong with you? Let's what let's, I do, man. Let's buy the clown serial killer picture, you freak. It's right next That's to an... me. Overlooking me. Stop it. Hi, Pogo. What Hi. else you got? Give us another question, Nate. Get off the clown subject. So what I love is that you write about goth girls writing or making a mistake with the occult and screwing over the entire world. And there's a funny rumor that Aleister Crowley thought that he did an oopsie with one of his magic spells and started World War One. Oh yeah. Which to me, you have to be pretty cocky to be like, yeah, I accidentally started World War One with my spell making. My ga- my bad guys, my bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I'll take the L for that one. <laughs> you dabble with any left hand path magic? Did you like, you know nah. what, summon a demon to get your book going? The only thing I could I could even think of that would fit this, and maybe it is kind of uh, messed up and spooky, is the spell they do in the book and the movie is a real spell that I got from an old black magic book. What are you like, doing? That's how you get a like, whoopsie. The, the, even the incantation. No, uh, Max, says, no. <laughs> that's the verbatim from the book. <laughs> and that spell is Max, supposed to... Um, you always change something. Nope, yeah, you I gotta refuse. make like... A couple words and just change the syllable. I thought it would be you cool if something did happen. I am dedicated to the realism. <laughs> oh. No, I hate Ouija boards in general. Like, I don't mess with any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, the ones that my significant other Hannah has in the other room, like, the planchette has to be separate from, you know, everything. Like, yeah. no, just in case, what happens if, God forbid, we happen to have the one earthquake that hits Ohio? And somehow it summons an accidental demon because of the way it falls. <laughs> like I can't risk it. <laughs> I made a spirit board. I, I've actually made one for someone, and that I I got a crash course in all the rules with the planchette and all the other stuff. And then I shared it in a woodworking group, and they were like, "That's evil." I said, "Look, I only accidentally 
got the demon here, but he said, don't blame him for COVID. That's the only thing he wanted to <laughs> and make that was sure gonna be my next that thing we is, all know. You are responsible for COVID. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my theory yeah, I, was yeah, that I, I it was did. an accidental spell that started COVID <laughs> and screwed us all up. <laughs> Yeah, I did make it out of the the um, old rotted grave of a wrongly accused serial killer. But I mean, so what? That's not yeah, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's no He's, big he deal. He kind of said the words, Nate. He got close. <laughs> I might have not said every syllable. Not every syllable. Uh, see, these the are, this is the information yes. <laughs> I love getting with this stuff. Uh, that is. Yeah. Nate's excellent with just coming up with these wild off the wall questions that I would never think. He, what was who did you ask Bobby and James if they had people from Wicca on set in case they accidentally got a demon? And then I they mean, said, "Yes, got to be prepared." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "We burnt sage. We took care of some stuff. There was weird things that happened on set. Now, we were prepared." I do have a theory about this set, though. And I need to know if it's true or not, because when watching it, there seems to be hidden symbols slash ritual type symbolism in yeah. the bathroom itself. Was that intentional or am I just crazy? No, there is um, Amy Williams, who was the set production designer. She, they, Hill and the Sean, the director, they spent a lot of time in pre-production designing the bathroom and coming up with um, witchcraft um, symbolism to have throughout the bathroom. Um, like the most obvious one, which is just way on the nose, but I, it's my favorite because of how obvious it is, is the hand soap in the bathroom. It's called Witch Elm. Nice. <laughs> but um, like on the on the floor, in the center of the bathroom, the, that odd symbol has something to do with witchcraft, like symbolizing all, all the seasons of the year. Yeah, that was the one that really caught my eye was the one on the ground, like that circular pattern. I was like, yeah. that's got to yeah. be something. And I think there's like a like an inverse uh, pentagram on the wall above the bathtub, if I recall correctly. Oh, really? I don't think I caught and, that one. And the windows are actually like uh, three sets of six, so six, six, six. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, now see, so I like, like that, that kind of subtlety. It's yeah, like you could, I could tell. It's like quick glimpse was like, there's definitely something here. This is intentional. There's no way. There wasn't so some thought put. This is this. a perfect segue for the one thing I want to ask. And in researching a little bit in this movie, there's only like two little bits of trivia on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. One of those, Max is already laughing because he knows what I'm getting ready to ask. <laughs> um, whose idea was it to make you the toilet for a second? Mine. It was in my contract. <laughs> yeah, well, you wrote. I Put like that, that. In every contract, though. Yeah. Every movie Max does from now on, keep a special eye for the toilet because mm -hmm. they made you up to look like the toilet, and then had her sit on you. Now, Pat, no, that would have been problematic. Uh, Pat Healy <laughs> sat on me. Pat. Okay, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. remember exactly because it's it's an it's a blink and miss it moment. Yeah, because like, I'm completely nude. I have no clothes on. <laughs> I love it. I that was it. also in my contract. You, they you said, are they literally said, the couch from like one of the Naked Gun movies or Spy Hard. Yeah, I think it's yeah. one of those. Yeah, that was <laughs> you <laughs> as the toilet. <laughs> they said you, we could do this with clothes on, and I said no. It's too late. I'm already naked. It says nudity must be involved. So. I didn't quit my job to be a clothed toilet in a movie. Exactly. I am here to be nude and the porcelain throne. Who's, who, whose idea was it, though? Who's, 
who who came up with that? Was that you or was it the director? Or was it just what we the need cameo? something? Whatever it whoever went, we need a human to be the toilet for a second. Oh, that, it was it was it was mine. It was in my contract. Yeah, he's being he, yeah, he was there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. No, I dig it. I mean, I just needed clarity because when I read that, I went, no. <laughs> it's just like someone's writing weird shit on IMDb and I'm not buying it. And then as soon as I prefaced it, Max's eyes lit up. Oh, the look on his face was great. <laughs> it's funny because we didn't even write that trivia. I did a film fest in Texas and I I just made that shit up at a, a Q&A. And that same <laughs> night, someone had added it to the trivia. <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. I dig it. I dig it, man. I, but I it's it. just, it's the weird stuff like that. So that that was my burning question today. Yeah. So talking about set dressing, Answer. I was like, I know what prop I want to talk about. <laughs> Me. <So> then, <laughs> Max. <laughs> Do you have like any interest in directing like down the line or are you just like stick with storytelling? No, I definitely want to direct down the line. I, I really feel like yeah. you could knock it out of the park. Man. Have you heard but him tonight, I, Nate? This guy is painting pictures on a podcast that is just wild and insane. I know. And I'm loving I every second. I love of it. It. Yeah. it. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly enthralled with how Max just can take this innocuous questions and we're either laughing our asses off or we're going, Ooh, no, no, don't no more Max. Stop it. There could be a good horror comedy coming from this man. I am um, the, 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 the maggot screaming book I have coming out in April. I'm going to begin a screenplay soon. And there's two possibilities with this idea. One, it could be a straight filled, uh, comedic, uh, hill movie. Yes. Yeah. Although the second option, which is my preference, but I see way more uh, difficult to get made, is that is also a musical, and that's the that's the route I would love to go That'd down. Be different. Wow, yeah. I was not I, yeah. expecting that to be one of your options, Max. He just I, keeps on building to that again, resume. Max just keeps coming out of nowhere, <laughs> where he's like, you know, it could be a dark comedy, that'd be fine, but musical. I'm like. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I mean, how often do we get a good um, spooky musical movie? Not often. We have, I mean, no, we have, um, no. I mean, how we got Repo the ge- yeah. the genetic opera, which wasn't even really spooky. It was just, yeah. it was Rocky Horror Picture Show esque, but newer, right? Yeah, but, uh, an actual musical was. There was one that's actually called the musical. What was that one? Um. Oh, it's Cannibal like the Musical. Cannibal the yeah. Musical. That was the, the, the South Park guy. That's guys. Uh, South Park no, guys. No, South yeah. Park guys. When they were working um, with Troma. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it could be good. Like, it would be funny, spooky, and also a musical. Max, I anyone mean, that can pull it off, I'm going to say it's going to be you, bub. How many goddamn builds rhyme with a decompose, man? So many. <laughs> so many words. Come on, man. And if anything, things don't have to rhyme exactly. Just get it close. You can yeah. rhyme with sound effects. Exactly. That just opened up a whole new thing right there. <laughs> I have this great fantasy of this musical in my head that would involve uh, claymation maggots with top hats and uh, canes, like dancing in a line. Yeah. <laughs> so a little space balls. 
with yeah. Nate's uh, maggots he, t- he saw in the gate that I still say yeah. look like little sperm swimming around on the floor. <laughs> but give them all top the hats. I was just talking about the gate in the last pa- podcast I did today. What a great movie. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, it so it was all fun. love we from us. It. We did yeah. a double feature with it and uh, Cellar Dweller. So, okay. And really, you know, talking about what you were talking about earlier about movies that are just have like one setting, those are mm-hmm. like the perfect ones to be talking yeah. about because it's in the house. That's it. And maybe a different, yeah, well, a different floor or bedroom, but it's still like you're in a house, you know? So I still equate that now, not just the bathroom, which is a totally different way to go, but I dig it. But yeah, I, I, I like that style and I'm starting to find, I agree with you on that is keeping things in one location makes for interesting storytelling. It it makes you have to storytell. You can't use everything Mm -hmm. else to, to your advantage and it makes it, like you say, harder to hide things, harder to hide the film crew, especially because there's shots with mirrors that are in a bathroom, reflective surfaces and all this stuff in there. And I'm going to say now I would have figured out how to get through the wall way faster than they did in the movie. I'm just putting that out there right now. That, <laughs> you know toi- that toilet would have went through the glass block wall, period. Yeah. You would have been going through that glass block wall, Max. (laughs) It's interesting because I do get that comment a lot. Like, well, I would have easily gotten out of it. And the answer is, of course you would have. I could have gotten out of it. But that's not the movie. The movie isn't about them escaping. The movie is about them just being stuck. Yeah. To me, to me, the um, the escape pill of the movie was Neville that and Pilton to me. I didn't really give it a lot of thought because that wasn't really what I wanted to focus on. Well, that's obvious because they yeah. literally do it, and then the movie ends. She comes <laughs> yeah. back in and goes, "Don't go out there." And no, the she movie goes, ends. Everything's gonna Max. be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> so this is Which a movie that ends perfect. on a downer. This, I'm telling you, it's an awesome movie. And it's one of the things not that wanting to watch it again. <laughs> when reading like uh, user reviews and shit on like yeah. IMDb, and people are like trashing it, and they're like. It's like, use your imagination, people. And, like, there was one I read. They're like, I just can't believe a dad would ever treat his kids like this. I'm like, it happens all the time. Turn the news on. Watch Jerry Springer or Maury. You'll find out how great dads are. The user ratings on IMDb because they're garbage. Like, yeah, fools. So the the movie's gotten quite a bit of negative reviews, which is cool. It's fine with me. I'm I'm cool with it. The only thing I always get like a bit uh, peeved about is my see a review saying like, uh, if they had a big old budget, they could have filmed what was outside the bathroom. But like, no, no that's that not. Was... That's the whole point. You're and not supposed like to some, see it. For like some inside baseball, actually, the people who financed the movie they asked uh, they asked me to write a scene that takes place outside when they escape so they could film that. And they said, we don't have to use it, but it would be good just to have it just in no. case. And I was like, no, we're not going to film that. No, no. I, I think it was never anything I wanted. That was one there, of the there I was, loved. there's it's the imagination. Like yeah. what is on the other side? There's nothing you could write that is better than what someone could imagine that was happening. And I know that's a thing in Hollywood that you know, a lot of directors do is, we can't show you that kill because it's always going to be more grotesque in your mind. But when she comes crawling back through that hole, terrified, pale, and the safe places in the bathroom they've been trying to escape the entire time, that makes whatever's out there more terrifying. That answers why the dad's like, where are the neighbors? Why is no one checking on us? 
there's enough information for me to go, yeah, I don't need to know. Yeah, I can, bad. It's more terrifying in my <laughs> brain. Now that I've met Max, it's now turned to 11 because I'm like, holy shit, what did this guy think was out there? <laughs> <laughs> I think it opens up a good like conversation for those who watch the movie or read the book. They can talk about like what they think what's going on i think that's yeah. always cool with the movie will it inspires conversation i mean nothing when is real billing when you watch a movie you go well all right what else is on yeah definitely <laughs> what what is the single most common question that quentin tarantino is asked about his movies what's in the briefcase what's in the briefcase if yeah. he had ever shown that we wouldn't care about that briefcase. Exactly. We wouldn't care about anything else about that movie that's surrounding that briefcase. What? So you can never answer it. The answer is it's a yellow light that's shining up on their yeah. faces. But it, you can't answer that. It's an unanswerable question because nothing is ever, it's gold. Oh, that's a letdown. It's, you know, the soul of, uh, you know, someone. Yeah, no answer is going to be good enough than what you were thinking in your brain. So there's nothing the, scarier than what's outside that bathroom. The mystery is always more exciting than the truth. Think about like just real life, like people who love, say, true crime. They get so obsessed specifically with missing case, missing Pilsen cases because mm -hmm. of the, the speculation that's involved. What could happen? But it always leads really to. A, like a disappointing ending like oh man that Pilsen just vanished off the face of the earth anything could have happened but the reality is yeah someone probably just walked by slit their throat and then dumped them in a lake that's yeah. not exciting there but was... the the possibility of someone just vanishing that's exciting yeah that's yeah. mystery it's an illusion yeah. there was that documentary that came out on netflix last year about the girl that like uh died in the hotel and like they found her in the water you yeah listen lamb yeah, exactly. And like the actual story is really sad. It's like, oh, well, she was probably undiagnosed schizophrenic, accidentally yeah. climbed in there. Yeah. But then the Internet was like, nope, that's not a good enough story. And I was like, well, no, like that, that is the story. There right. is no, you know, conspiracy behind it. You know, it's like we create conspiracies when we don't we're not satisfied with the ending. Yeah, we either create more drama to something to make it more exciting or we need something to spice it up. You know, we all don't live a life like Max where it's like scorpions crawl across our crotches every day. You know, we got to add a little bit of excitement to our vanilla lives. And that's, you know, the people that watch that stuff, you know, and they, I don't want to sound crude, but you know, there's a lot of people that get off on watching those kind of programs, you know, it's yeah. an excitement thing. And you know, it's been going on before, investigation discovery because we all watched unsolved mysteries the best ones were just like well that was weird like get, sh tell me more of the oh. weird ones that we know won't unsolved ever be answered. mysteries and was it beyond belief fact or fiction oh yeah the one with uh jonathan frakes yep yeah and you have to guess which stories were real and which ones guess were fake. which one was real and then he tell you the real one, and you're like, nah, that one sucked. I want the other one to be real. <laughs> yeah, I want the one where all the children turn into dolls or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the one I want real. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not going to be a good book in ghoulish. <laughs> so we only got like two more left. Is that okay, Max? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Max is all in. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy um, to talk about scorpions on my crotch all night. <laughs> <laughs>
I tried doing that at the local library, but I got arrested. Ah, you that's shouldn't have you did done... a live demonstration. Well, it shouldn't have been in children's corner either. That's just not. I was the spot also where... painted like a toilet. Once again, it's part of, it. it was in the contract to be able to be at the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness, Nate. Um, in the group, they're wanting to know what is like your inspiration when it comes to writing. What inspires you? I don't know, man. Um, I guess, but everything, <laughs> I like we're talking of, everything we're talking about, like the unexplainable, speculating on odd mysteries that have disappointing answers. Like I, anything I write, especially lately, I'm really leaning into the um, the motto of "Don't explain anything," because explanations are usually disappointing. But I like I like things that shouldn't exist but somehow do and i like coming up with those types of ideas like the 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 concept behind maggot screaming really odd concept and it's not something you would usually see and when that type of idea hits me it's really exciting it's like almost like taking a drag or something you ride this high like the whole reason that that book even happened is again you we're going to find a common theme. All of my books feel inspired by me being a dick to like a kid, but this one was also <laughs> inspired. I was outside. We were digging up a golden. Uh, I was doing that with my uh, wife and whole son. And I began trying to skill him by saying, what if we uh, just found your body in this ground? How would you react to that? <laughs> I like the psychological twist on that, Max. It wasn't. Yeah. What if we find something dead? You no, looked at your kid and went, what if we find you? <laughs> that's messed up man he is, I yeah, love it gonna, he's gonna need when he goes to bed his eyes are just open like <laughs> who, who is this guy and my mom let move into the house yeah. <laughs> Max is an asshole oh, I love this man this is great uh, uh, that is so wrong and if CPS is listening we're sorry but <laughs> it's not my this blood this can't be a <laughs> court. Well, it's like one of the cool things. Like, I agree. Like, it's cool just to believe in the stuff that is weird or spooky. Um, like tulpas. Like, if you believe it hard enough, it becomes real, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I am well aware that the Loch Ness monster is probably not in there. Stop. But it. I like it to is. live in the world that he is. That is yeah. my belief. I, I truly believe that there's a Loch Ness monster because you know what? He asked That's me for three fifty the other day. It's fine, man. <laughs> I need about three fifty. No, <laughs> existence improves like the quality of life improves when you just believe in fun stuff well it's exactly yeah. what i was saying i mean we could either be stuck in our vanilla lives where nothing excites us or we add a little bit of excitement and what better way than to just come up with me- i mean it's what we're doing a horror podcast you write horror books obviously this kind of macabre stuff excites us you know, we enjoy it. And there's plenty of us out there that also enjoy it. I mean, we've proven that time and time again, but yeah, I, I think we all need that little bit of unknown just to kind of give us a reason to get up in the morning. Sometimes, even if you don't think you like that stuff, there's still that element that kind of drives a lot of people. Oh, Nate, sure. hit us with another one, man. What'd you all got? Right. One more? I got the last one. It's a hard one. Oh, no. Are you ready save, for this? No, save the last one. Save it. Save it? Save it for a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys. I know. Well, I know what your question is, so I think it should be closer to where we get ready to close. I think it's a great ending question for us. 
But uh, no, I actually wanted to say, ask uh, Max before, you know, we're coming up on an hour and a half now, which is a great interview, brother. We're loving this. Anything that you want to talk about we haven't broached yet on here? Is there anything you'd like to let the world know? I know you have a podcast, so something pops in your head. You have the platform to say it too, but maybe to our listeners, is uh, anything you want to say or talk about? I don't think so, man. I mean, I think we covered a lot. We talked about a lot of things. I have nothing else comes to mind, but thank you. This uh, I, th- I think we've dug pretty oh, hard yeah, into it. I, yeah. like, I will ask this. Is this one of the most unusual interviews you've had? Not unusual, but definitely uh, definitely fun, which is Good. not always the yes. case. I'll, I'll take <laughs> that. I'll, again, I don't want to be vanilla. I don't want to be known as vanilla just asking was making the movie fun? Did you? No, I want to go. Max, you were a toilet in the movie. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? A toilet you in know. the movie, a toilet in life. Oh, I don't be that. hard on yourself. You man. know what? I'm going to get that as my next tattoo. It's going to be a toilet. <laughs> it just says toilet in life. God, I don't need two <laughs> self-deprecators on the show right now. Come on, man. I got to deal with Nate enough on that. Max, you're too upbeat for me to believe that you're like that, man. I, this has been a blast talking to no, you. No, he's dark and things. spooky. Look at him. I love it. Look, <laughs> we're going to share pictures, but right now, no one knows what Max looks like but us. And so, yeah, he's, you he's cannot very find unassuming. him on the internet at all. <laughs> he, he is a little unassuming until he starts talking about his weird screwed up, yeah. <laughs> where his I'm mind goes. I'm basically Thomas Pinchon. No one has ever seen me but you two. <laughs> that was that, real that was almost threatening nate <laughs> just no one's no ever one has ever lived you after seeing me in reality he said it was like their throats just get slashed what lake is near you <laughs> so charlie's digging a hole one day and finds himself inside the hole <laughs> with Speaking a shirt that great, said Robbie. max was here <laughs> that's awesome uh before we uh close out we'll get all uh max's uh information you know instagram stuff like that for his book publishing nate now you can ask him the final question all right sir shrek one or shrek two none Oh, no answer. What? <laughs> you caught him. Max is just a wild card tonight. I love yeah. it. Su- suicide an option? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I don't think I'm going to end every interview with this question now. This was like Nate's big thing where he's like, I'm going to ask this question at every interview. Max just killed it. Yeah. <laughs> the spooky guy killed it for me. Sorry. <laughs> The correct answer is Shrek 2. <laughs> so when those movies came out, I I was really young, but I had nephews and nieces much younger than myself, and we had to watch those movies constantly, and I never want to see any, any green <laughs> never man. never see a green ogre ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Another book, like When Matt. you asked me that, I felt bad immediately. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to entertain the concepts. I couldn't have asked for a better answer, to be honest here, because (laughs) normally we get the Shrek 2 as the answer. I like Max's answer now. It's now my favorite. Yeah, suicide. Suicide. (laughs) I have a really good ghoulish topic for you. Okay, let's end on that. mating. Nope, let's not end on that one. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great dating app. 
<laughs> there you go. Most lethal it? cryptids. Cryptid, yeah, really cryptid only. Instead of farmers only, it's cryptid only. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Before this devolves any further and Nate's feelings get hurt anymore. <laughs> that couldn't have been better, though. I love that answer. That's my new favorite. That's going to be my ringtone. <laughs> Max, we want to thank you for coming on the show with us tonight, thank man. You. Uh, yeah, thank every- you for taking a risk of uh, responding to a random guy on Instagram. Yeah. Well, why don't you answer always, that question yeah. real quick? How did I win you over? I just goes, hey, <laughs> want to come on our podcast? <laughs> I'm desperate for full attention. <laughs> <laughs> My ego is colossal. Don't worry. We're going to whore you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we will share you out. We will get everybody all your uh, links on stuff. Uh, oh, thank you. We'll uh, we'll get the official like links and stuff from your Instagram. And we'll. Okay. I know you're not really on Facebook, but we've got our Facebook group. So we will get it all on there, too. Um, I could send you. Um, I don't have a Facebook account, but my wife does, and she runs the uh, the press's Facebook page, so I can send oh, you awesome. that. Perfect. Well. Yes, yeah. uh, s- send that over to us, and send it over to Nate. However, Thank and you. we'll get that out to everybody. Um, but again, everybody needs to go at least watch this movie once. Uh, it's called "We Need to Do Something." It's playing on Hulu right now, and it, the trailer also said it was like on. Uh, the IFC Midnight is it playing on there as well right now, or is it just Hulu? Do they get I don't know, man. Channel? I don't know. some heal some inside baseball. In, uh, IFC didn't even tell us it was on Hulu. We discovered by accident. Zero really? communication. Yeah. Oh, really? That's, that's yeah. not. That, that's, yeah. That's insane. I, yeah. I, oh wow! All of a sudden, my movie's on streaming. You know, yeah, we saw a list. bucks on Apple and buy it. Boom. We saw a list that said new movies added to Hulu this month, and we needed to do something was added to it. It's like, oh, on my screen, you're right next to Nicolas Cage's pig. <laughs> it Excellent. goes pig, that's, then you guys. That's pretty good placement right there. That's another movie I, like I need movie. to watch this year. It's a damn yeah. good movie. I watched that last I have, year on quarantine. I have heard it's really, really good, so it, I'm looking well, forward it, to watching it. It's sad. It, <laughs> it, it hurt. I, I watched that movie in theaters three days after we had to put my dog down oh, <laughs> i was just sobbing no. just sobbing in the theater terrible timing <laughs> max yeah. lord have mercy man come on <laughs> terrible movie choice on my belt <laughs> that's all so, right we had to go see mandy after we burnt one of our friends at the stake so i get it oh yeah same thing <laughs> all right guys well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, again, we'll have everything for Max shared out there. Uh, come out there, join us on Facebook in the uh, Give Me Back My Horror Movies group. We also have the Give Me Back My Action Movies group. Uh, Instagram, same names, Give Me Back My Horrors, Give Me Back My Action. Uh, we'll share out Max's Instagram stuff, everything for his publishing company. Our writers out there, hey, get connected with Max, man. We'll get you guys out there and He's always looking for talent, and we know there's probably plenty of talented people here in our group. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's gmbmampod at gmail.com. And, uh, Max, you want to end it with anything? Any last words? Not trying just, to sound in doom or in do- gloom on that one, but. um, Yeah, just if you do watch the movie, keep an eye out for my cameo. But um, 
don't it's, screenshot it. Let it be a surprise for other people. Don't it's, don't, it's don't fast. It. I will say and, though, you have to stare at the toilet to catch it. I will apologize for being erect. I it wasn't intentional, <laughs> but <laughs> Pat Healy was not expecting that part though. Oh. He was. Oh. <laughs> How are you supposed to flush? Anyway, exactly. before this goes any further, <laughs> oh, that was a little clever. <laughs> stop it, Nate. Nate, Nate, why don't you get us out of here with the good word, brother? Wizard. Hail to the king, baby. Bloody Marvin